0: CHAPTER Sixteen OF THE KING OF THE GOLDEN CITY BY MOTHER MARY Loyola. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE GOLDEN CITY Tell me, dear King, something about the Golden City, said the little maid one day. I think sometimes the palace will be too grand for me. You see, I'm not used to grand things. Remember, Delecta, that it is your own country to which you are going, and that the palace will be your home. I have never had a home here, but I have heard about other people's homes. They've had a kind father and mother, and brothers and sisters and friends, and lovely houses and gardens and horses, and dogs and birds and books. Oh, such a lot of things that I have never had. It makes me long to have them. I wonder if it's wrong. I know it makes me unhappy. My child, you are meant to be happy, and you can never long enough for the things that will make you happy but i will tell you a secret delecta all the delightful things that make up home here in the land of exile never quite satisfy those who have them those who have most want more if any one could have all there is to have he would still wish for something different and better and even if he could be satisfied for a little while he would soon have to leave everything Every day you see people going down into the dark valley that lies around the land of exile, and setting out with nothing at all in their hands of all they had here. For a land they will never leave. Do they all get saved to the Golden City? Not all. They are sent here for a short time only, with a work to do. When that work is done, or the end of time for doing it has come, they are taken hence." Now, many of these exiles forget that they are in exile and try to make themselves at home here. They neglect the task they were set to do, get together whatever will make them comfortable, and think of nothing but enjoying themselves. Do you know when the king will send for them? No one knows. Their time may be long or it may be short. They may have warning, they may have none. Suddenly, at Cockcrow, in the noontide heat, at eventide, in the quiet of night, or in the midst of noisy pleasures, the call may come. All must be found watching, for at what hour they think not, their lord will come. I think it's very silly of them not to get on with their work, because if they don't, it mightn't be ready when the king sends for them. What would happen then? If they have been bad servants and neglected the king's service altogether, he has to banish them from his sight, and send them away into a terrible exile which they will never leave all that he had made ready for them in his palace which was to be their home they will never have all the love and the joy and the happiness their hearts long for will never be theirs because it is only to be found where the king is in the golden city and they have made themselves unworthy to be with him then it's better not to have too many nice things here if people get too fond of them it is safer and better you are poor delecta you have not many of what are called the good things of a land of exile, but I have more than you have ever wished for waiting for you. It shall be yours some day. Dear King, there is something I should like. Oh, so very much. But, but, I don't think even you could give it to me. You couldn't have a mother waiting for me, could you? My child, I knew you were going to ask me that. "'Yes, there is a mother longing and waiting for you, "'loving you as only a mother can love, "'and ready to help you always. "'And are there brothers and sisters, too? "'I have never had anyone to play with. "'All you can wish for or think of is there, "'companions and friends, joy and love on every side. "'Your eyes have never seen, your ears have never heard. what I have ready for those who love me?' "'The king was looking fixedly into a far distance.' her eyes tried to follow his gaze she saw that he was seeing all he spoke of presently she said timidly if i could see only just once what you see i don't think i should ever want to go down the broad road again he was silent for a moment as if considering then looking down on the earnest pleading face he said you cannot see now as you will see one day but because you have prayed so hard you shall have something that will show you more clearly the things you long to see you know of them already it is because you know of them that your prince guardian and your teachers have been able to train you what you ask what i will give you is a closer clearer view of these things this gift is very precious take care of it and keep it bright the more you use it the brighter it will become it will serve you right up to the end of the dark valley to the gates of the golden city he was gone but his promise filled her heart with joyful expectation something very precious therefore to be well guarded something to be kept bright and to be well used what could the gift be the rest of that day delecta was kept hard at work brushes for her baskets had to be got and steeped in water and a little cake taken to poor blind bridget her thoughts ran continually on the king's gift and what it would show her but she tried to do well what she had to do, and to wait patiently, though she knew that by the time she got back to her hut there would not be much light to see anything. The sun had set when she lifted the latch and looked round. The peace lamp was lighting up, the little place as usual with its quiet glow, and everything seemed as she had left it. The king's present then had not come yet. Stay, there was something on her little stool, a small telescope with a word on it in shining golden letters faith she took it to the window and put it to her eyes instantly there streamed her into strong steady brilliance which shot up like a searchlight into the heavens and she herself was where far far away from the mud walls of her hut her little hard couch the scenes of her daily life far away in a new and wonderful world of sights and sounds of which she had never so much as dreamed before her rose a city of pure gold bright as crystal its walls and very foundations were precious stones its twelve gates were twelve pearls one great pearl to each gate its streets pure gold as clear as transparent glass through the mist flowed a river of water clear as crystal and on each bank grew a tree of wondrous fruits the city had neither sun nor moon to shine in it yet there was no night there upon a great white throne a throne of light was one sitting king of kings and lord of lords, having on his head a crown of gold. And round the throne, clothed in white robes, with palms in their hands, stood thousands of thousands, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues. And they cast their crowns of gold before the throne, and their voices went up in songs of praise and thanksgiving, as the noise of many waters, and as the voice of harpers harping upon their harps. For them there is no more hunger nor thirst, neither did the sun fall on them, nor any heat all tears were wiped from their eyes and death was no more nor mourning nor crying nor sorrow any more for the former things were passed away let us be glad and rejoice they sang give praise to our king all ye his servants and you that fear him little and great and glorious above all that glorious throng appeared a woman clothed with the sun the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of twelve stars Long did lecta stand that night, her glass turned to the skies, seeing and hearing, far beyond the measureless regions of space around. Yes, hearing as well as seeing. Her telescope bore the five golden letters, Faith, and by its power she could not only see into the depths of the golden city, but could hear its songs of joy. You may think how she prized that glass of hers. True, the visions it showed were dimmed because of her weak sight in the mist of the land of exile. But she knew what it showed was true more real than the sights and sounds of her daily life when these weighed heavily upon her when she was weary of being an exile in the valley of tears she would take up the king's matchless gift and in an instant be far away in the land the city the palace the home it opened out to her day by day the lens became clearer the songs nearer and sweeter the glance of that star-crowned queen and mother brighter and the desire of her own eager heart stronger to see, not as now hidden and in disguise, but face to face the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who, being the brightness of that glorious city, had loved and chosen her. End of chapter 16